Hi, this is Scott Roche, author of the Esho St. Clair novels, and you are listening to The Melting Podcast. You're listening to The Melting Podcast, a writing variety show featuring a little of everything from everyone, everywhere. Hi there. Guess what? It's episode 26 of The Melting Podcast. I am Erin Kazmark, your grill mistress, and today I will be taking you on an adventure of botched recipes. Oh yeah, you heard me. No AF. Just me. You know you love it. So how about I give you what you really came here for? Other than me, because I'm awesome. A serving of our botched recipes. Bon appetit. I sound dumb. Welcome to the podcast! Theo, go to work. I reached down to pick it up, but hesitated. And I hesitated to say hesitated, because I'm a moron. You can check out our website with submission guidelines. <laughs> Guide poop. Welcome to year two of the Melting Podcast. Episode 15. Season Oregano. It's It's summer. Summer. Hey there, lexiconosaurs, and welcome to episode 16 of the Melting Podcast. Sorry, I was looking at the cat. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm not Canadian. Oh, I made myself sad. It's just milk. It's just milk. Green milk. Ice milk. I never understood people who could just put ice in milk and drink that. Me neither. Nope. You don't water your milk down. <laughs> Especially if it's skim milk. It's already milk water. Drip, Drip, Drip by A.F. Grappen. That's me. They know that. I'd turn on some music on my smart phone. On my smart phone. <laughs> I'm smart phonicus. Smart phonicus? <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. She slowly turned around. I've forgotten words. <laughs> You're not supposed to be remembering them. You're supposed to be reading them. I zoned down to... Zone da 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 da. Bath time. <laughs> <laughs> bath time. Yay. An invocation. Better than bath time and invitation. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Hi, Austin. I darted into the hat, ba- hat bath. <laughs> hat bath. Oh, it's a hat bath. Now it feels like a, a bone pain, not a. Now, if I start tasting copper and shortness of breath and pain in my left arm, yeah, then I'll let you know. Thanks. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm having a heart attack. Hey. Dinner in five. Lie down. <laughs> Turn your head off. Haunt me in the morning. Tuesday, she noticed an oddly shaped bulge in someone's pocket. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, go on, he barked at Stephen. 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 He barked at Stephen. Mark. 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 It only took three hours to fill out the paperwork necessary for the travel work. Travel work. work requisitions. <laughs> I still have problems with ours. What requisitions? No, what? Someone had added a gag tang. Gang. Gang tag. Gang. Gag tang. I'm getting slightly less dexterous. Orthologist. Veronica stood and pointed at the large boss. 
Boss. Boss on her desk. <laughs> she has a large boss on See? her desk. What are you doing up there? <laughs> Where are you going, Stanley? Someone had added a gang tag. So, I can't say that. I can't say gang tag. Gang gang tag. You went cross <laughs> Gang tag. Gang tag. You need a sip? Thanks, Dollface. Really? I'm in character. Leave me alone. Hi, Lexicano. Lexicano. That is right. Yay! (laughs) Oh, man. Lexa wanna course. Lexa We need to find course. someone named Lexa. Lexa wanna course. Uh-huh. Lexa wanna course. <laughs> hey, Lexa connoisseurs and word chefs, and welcome to episode 18 of the Melting Podcast. You sound so tired. I am tired. No, we need energy. Sound happy. You don't sound happy enough. Hi, Lexa connoisseurs and No, word that, that's possessed. That. That that's possessed by like a twelve year old girl. Yo yo yo, Lexicon of Thor. No. No. It's October first, and you know what that means? Halloween coming. Yeah. Okay. Ha- Halloween. Yeah. I love Halloween. I know you love. It Halloween. is Halloween, and it's great with the with the fall and the pumpkins and the dressing up and the blaving. I am your head chef, AF Grabbin. I'm your grill mistress, Aaron Kazmark. And I'm the garbage boy. You're the dish boy. I'm the garbage boy. <laughs> and what's your name, dish boy? Garbage. Garbadoo? Gar- Garbadium? Garbada? That's come. Theo. Introduce yourself properly. Hi, I'm Theo. No, come on. Find <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>, Gary Busey! Find <laughs> Gary Busey! Shh, told her a second. Introduce yourself properly. You're the dish boy. I'm the dish boy. <laughs> the dish I'm, boy. I'm, I'm, I'm the man. I'm the man. <laughs> and I'm the dish boy. Theo. Kazmark. Esquire. Bon appetit. Say it right. <laughs> yeah, how do you say that right? Bon appetit. <laughs> no, you're bon used to <laughs> Do what? Say your full name. Oh. AF Grappin, Aaron Kazmark, Theo Theodorus Joseph. No, Kazmark. you are the dish boy. <laughs> this is not a good idea, was it? <laughs> well, I have one and a half drinks in me. I'm on my third asshole. Can I have one of those? You're on your third asshole? It's October 1st. You know what that means? Halloween. Not yet. Oh. No, it means it's the first of the month. That means a new episode, which is what you're listening to right now. On October 1st, unless it's another day that you're listening to it. In which case, you're late! So this is a new adult fantasy romance, and by fantasy I mean superhero. Damn it. Veronica Jaguar. Veronica? Veronica? Not Veronica. No. Veronica Jaguar. Jaguar? Jaguar. Jaguar. Say it again. Jaguar. Well, I mean, the whole thing. What? No. Um, my mind just went to the Jungle Book, the vultures. We're your friends. No, no, yeah, ex- exactly. But it's like we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back in a couple weeks. A couple weeks.
I still don't know the song, guys. <laughs> Another bonus episode. Oh, yeah, we need to fix. You need no, to I'm using that. No! I don't know this song. <laughs> when you're online. When you're online. Who comes around. Who comes around. To type you up. To type you up. When you are down. When you are down. My harmonies were horrible on that. Yeah. Um, we can just wrap this one up. We don't need to give prompts. Wrap it up. Wrap mm-hmm. it up. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and There's a reason we're podcasters. Yeah. Got a prompt for that. Everybody's got a prompt for that. Everybody got a prompt for that. Everybody got a prompt. Everybody got a prompt. Everybody got a prompt for that. Oh, oh yeah. We don't do that. No. Right. There are so many reasons we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We're idiots. But it's fun. We're fun idiots. Right? Right? Oh, heck, I'll just push this button. Humanity will be free, no matter the cost. Deep in the Guatemalan jungle, buried beneath a forgotten Mayan pyramid, an earth-shattering secret sits, waiting. Its discovery will rip apart the illusion that humanity is alone in the universe. Engaged in a life-and-death struggle for the future of mankind, Harry Rogers and Jess Cook are forced to protect this secret from the most despicable foes imaginable. They must race across the globe to complete Liberty Station, the first true interplanetary ship. Only then can they search for the shocking truth behind what they found. They have no room for error, because failure means death for them, and subjugation for everyone else. Presenting Liberty Station, Book One of Humanity Unlimited, written by Terry Mixon. Purchase your copy on Amazon and learn more about the author and his works at terrymixon.com. Okay, since I have already declared that we are idiots, maybe I should bring up something from someone else. Perhaps something with a little seasoning. Hi, yes, an interview from Balticom 49 with the lovely and enchanting Starla Hutchton. Um, we're here at Balticon 49 with Darla Hutchton, author of the Endure series, the Evolution Trilogy, and the recently released Lex Talionis. Uh, did I pronounce that right? Lex Talionis, yeah. Yay! I, right. I win. My, my and the Flip Fairy Tales. And the Flip... Oh my god, I forgot about the Flip Fairy Tales. <laughs> I am ashamed now. Well, it's, it's a lot to remember. Sometimes I forget, too. <laughs> <laughs> so he has the awesome Starla. Uh, did you want to lead off, or do you want me to? You, you lead off. You start. Okay, you so... I was not prepared to lead off. <laughs> I'll, I'll fix that in post. <laughs> or I'll just leave it in. Uh, I guess one of the things that I do want to kind of ask everybody is what of your works or even just individual scenes, published or unpublished, has most surprised you that you've written? Oh, jeez. Um, I think that would be the entire contents of Lex Talionis, to be fair. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a contemporary person, generally. That's not what I read, and it, 
I stopped saying never will I ever write X. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot has to do with it. I mean, it used to be I will never ever write romance. Why would I write romance? And that's what I do now. So is it working? Yeah, it's working. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's working. I'm going to, there we go. Now it's locked. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would think uh, Lax Talionis, I mean, that entire book kind of hit me out of the blue because it's, darker than what I normally write and the I mean it's the closest I've I've never written like an anti-hero before Mm -hmm. and that's what Lexi is and it's it was a little like worrisome because I'm like I don't know that people are gonna like this and um, I'm not sure what to do with I don't really know how to promote this because that's not my audience I guess I would just trust in them that maybe some of them will come along for the ride (laughs) and a lot of them have which is which is awesome um but yeah, I, I knew that one was a risk going in. But it's it's about this is the story I want to tell. Have to be true to these characters and, and this plot line, and and that tends to take precedence for me over anything I might be afraid of mm-hmm. as far as writing goes. Well, you mentioned being true to your characters. That I've had a little bit of a problem with that myself, mm-hmm. um, in that I just want to force them rather than let them go where they right. want to go. Sometimes I read enough of your works to know that you are very true. I've, I've talked to you about, I'm not going to mention who, but a character in the uh, in, uh, Evolution trilogy right. who just did absolutely have to die. <laughs> yes. So, I how, got so how, much flack for that. But, so how, can, how do you even deal with that when you're writing it, when you have that kind of a realization so that, that needs to happen? That hurt me a lot in the querying process um, because of the way that I ended it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, that, like I said, that was a big risk. But for me, that was the whole impetus for writing the entire trilogy. Mm-hmm. That ending scene was the first thing that I thought of. And for me, it was a journey of, well, how would the characters get to that point? And then what happens after? But everything hinged on that one scene. And it had to be that way. And I knew people weren't going to like it, but there's nothing in this world that everybody likes. It's, I mean, except maybe breathing. <laughs> I like breathing. People generally like breathing. Aside from that, you are not going to get opinions across the board that everybody likes the same thing. So it's it's a matter of, well, I'm not going to try to please everybody because that's not possible. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, that last particular scene. Yeah, and, and that hurt me in trying to go the trad route. And eventually I was like, mm, yeah. There's a bunch of superhero movies coming out this year, so yeah. <laughs> we're just going to go for it. <laughs> well, for the record, listeners, the, the incident we're discussing, I did love it. I didn't love that it happened, but I totally understood that it had to. Well, sometimes as a writer, you do understand mm-hmm. when you read other people's works why they do what they do, why things have to happen. Even if you don't like it and you just want to throw something, it's like, but I right. get it. Darn it. <laughs> well, and, and one reason that it was okay that it ended the way it did because people were getting attached to this other character that would... You know, come to the forefront in mm-hmm. in following books, and so it was also important to clear the way for for that character mm-hmm. to to come through and have have the opening that he needed to have for yeah. Vague, well, vague, spoilers. Vague, <laughs> vague is discussion is vague. Yeah. <laughs> this is hard to do. You just have to read it. Oh darn! Oh darn! <laughs> Evolution Angel, first book of the trilogy. At, it's like, it's only ninety nine okay. cents on ebook. Seriously, so. they can't see you giving thumbs up. I know, but it's, it's, it's an awesome, awesome trilogy. I highly recommend it. 18 Here, and up, please. P- please, I don't want angry emails from parents. <laughs> yes, that. All right, so, so my questions tend to run more towards the technical side. Um, okay. Technical side of writing. What would you consider to be your strength as a writer? What do you think that you do best? Well, a lot I get 
I, I would think two things, and I I don't like saying these things because then I feel like you know egotistical and everything. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm forcing awesome. you. You're doing duress. <laughs> okay, so so two things that I feel that I generally do really well. Um, dialogue typically flows, especially like snarky banter, it flows pretty well for me, <laughs> um, as evidenced by Jackson and Candace. Um, <laughs> so that when I get to characters that have those kind of personalities, and also with Gabe, uh, they have those kind yes. of personalities. Those scenes are just fun to write, and they just kind of flow for me. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I, I, and I know I have evidence of this, that I do it well because this is what my reviews state, um, like in the Endure series. Mm. Um, there is a lot of science in those books, and yes. I researched the heck out of it and it shows in the writing it shows in your chapter titles right and and yeah those are intentional and all of those chapter titles tie into what happens in that chapter so yeah lots and lots of research went into that series in in all my books i do a lot Mm -hmm. of research um but my reviews generally say you know i'm i'm not a science person i you know it's generally not my thing i find it boring but this was really interesting and i actually learned stuff and so i i guess i have a gift for being able to explain really complex topics mm-hmm. in ways that you know just distill them down and i <laughs> the way i do this my husband is a computer scientist and he was also a microbiology major in college um so how I would go about it, I got a crash course in calculus for this other book, too. And I said, okay, explain it to me like you were explaining it to a kindergartner. And then I repeat it back to him to make sure that I've got the concepts down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm doing it right because I have a lot of scientist friends and I respect so much what they do. And just because I don't want them to read and be like, oh, that's not right because I could have just asked them or whatever, you know. And I have a big thing with getting it right so, yeah. It's a good thing to have. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what would you say, uh, going on the flip side, what would you say is your biggest weakness and how have you striven to overcome it? Oh, God. Um, and this can be a past weakness <laughs> that, you've, that you've since overcome and moved on. So. It, let's see. Um, I think in writing steamier scenes, it's difficult to find new ways to do things rather than, you know, insert tab A into slot B. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> but, but, you have to change things up or, or look at it from a different perspective, like focusing more on the emotions and what's going on in the plot rather than the placement of body parts. And it's, mm-hmm. it's been a journey and something that I'm still working on. And, um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's probably one thing. I'm not a huge fan of fight scenes, but um, my other author friends, they're like, yeah, you did, you know, those fight scenes you know, so well and everything. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm not, like, talking about any punched her and this is the you know the defense move that they would not, because i'm not focusing on that i'm mm-hmm. focusing on what these people are feeling and general directions of how they're moving but uh, yeah it's it's more about the emotional journey that the characters are taking within themselves and and how they're used especially with the superheroes mm-hmm. how they're using their abilities within that fight and how they're connecting with the various you know elements or whatever it is more, that they're more using. reaction than action almost right and right. keeping away from the technical terms because not everybody right. knows what a rabbit punch is. <laughs> well, isn't that where you take a rabbit and just put it on someone's face? <laughs> what? Oh, God. It's so fuzzy. <laughs> the holy hand grenade. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Did you have any other questions? We're trying to keep these a little short. So. Somewhat short. Um, you do a lot of self-promotion with the... the 
blog, blog tours. tours. Well, I was like I, I participated in the blog tour. That's how I met Starla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I'd love to hear more about that and how you do your self promotion and oh, that sort of thing. Promotion is hard because I hate doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I think almost almost all authors, like probably ninety percent of authors, hate self promotion. I just came from the how to do a blog tour panel, mm-hmm. and it's difficult because the stuff that you that has worked in the past won't work a year later because you know Facebook does things like it changes their algorithms so you know posts from pages aren't showing up in people's feeds um, they're trying to push people towards using the ads and everything and you might not have the money to do that um, so it's it's hard and challenging to find new ways of doing different stuff but um, I've done you know Facebook parties and those always work better when other authors are involved um, teamwork <laughs> in, in, that, in those particular uh, cases works better than just trying to do it yourself mm-hmm. and you know you're going to get your 20 friends you know the, the same people that would probably buy your book anyway mm-hmm. um, but when you're working with other authors not only are they bringing their audience to the table um, you're bringing yours to, to them mm-hmm. to them right so for me that building community in that way um, and having other authors, you know, say, oh, this person, I mean, I, I have this book on, you know, this high fantasy book. Um, when I released Shadows on Snow, Chanda Han, uh, we actually shared release day, and she did a Facebook party, mm-hmm. um, release day, uh, right the day before mine. Um, and she asked for, you know, people to come on and guest host, and, you know, I immediately jumped on yeah. that because it's Chanda Han. And, <laughs> and I pulled in so many new readers from interacting at... He's get interesting at Balticon. He's got the accent, so it's okay. Yeah. So yeah, and and I pulled so many readers just from doing that because um, they came to attend my release day party the following day, and they bought my book, and because uh, we had related themes, like she was she's doing her. Um, her fairy tales, uh, trying to remember what they're called, but it's the same audience that likes uh, the Marissa Mayer and uh, the like, the Lunar Cycle mm-hmm. or Lunar Chronicles, the Cinder and and uh, those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Marissa Mayer and Chanda Han. They're always in the top like ten of uh, you know, the 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 YA um, stuff. So it was it was a perfect fit for me. The timing could not have been more perfect. Um, but yeah, so I would say building community is probably the best method and other people promoting you because you could spout off all day on Twitter and everybody's just going to be like, unfollow. Well, and, well, that's one thing that I think a, a lot of non-writers don't realize is that it is such a big community. Everybody has the image of the reclusive writer who just lives out in a shack and never leaves their bathroom. Right. And, right. And, and something that we all seem to want each other to, to succeed. It's been the same way with podcasting, too, right. is everyone's and, willing to help and offer advice right. and help you There is room for somewhere. everyone to succeed. Right, and there are those people that won't... I mean, they'll find success eventually, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's it's easier if you have people helping you and other people talking about how much they loved your book, um, mm-hmm. or like, oh, I had I, I read this amazing thing and I just saw it's on sale. You guys need to go get this right now. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth and recommendations from people that you trust, mm-hmm. whether that's an author that you love, they say, oh, you guys got to go check out this book. Mm-hmm. They are more likely to go find you through that channel than they are just by stumbling across you on Twitter and you're just like, buy my book, buy my book. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. Except people Sam Sykes to... has gotten to do it very well. <laughs> he's, the, he's, the, stop. <laughs> he's the He's the exception. 
that's just because it's hilarious. <laughs> but that but that'll only work for one person. Mm-hmm. So you can't. Someone just else tries to do something like that, and it's oh well, you're right. just a copycat. Yeah, yeah. right, like, yeah. right. Like you know, so, yeah. So, so the, some, some of the other promotional things you've uh, we've seen from you are, I mean, everybody does like the book plates or the postcards or the bookmarks, but you do these things like the little tins of tea, <laughs> yes. which I can't wait to go home and try. <laughs> Thank you. Which these things are absolutely adorable because number one, we get tea. Yes, and, tea number, awesome. and number two, that tin is like a freaking Altoids tin and has a million uses. You can mm-hmm. go online and search uses reusing a tin and find yeah. all kinds of projects from like transistor radios to sewing kits. Yeah, you could build mm-hmm. a like a iPhone charger or something yeah. like a portable charger and so, charging and, and device. And also yeah, it's awesome because it's it's so much more personal. And my book cover a, is my the title exa- of my book is going to be there forever when they exactly. reuse this thing. You can hold earrings in this thing, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's I like to when I'm doing book swag. I try to find things that some some that are impermanent and useful, and some that are permanent and useful. Like I do all the book magnets, I, all my mm-hmm. covers. I I turn them into fridge magnets, like two and a half by, th- or it's like two and a half by three. I think are my fridge magnets, and they have my book covers on them. Mm-hmm. And there are some readers that they will go and look for magnets, and they collect magnets. That's their yeah, thing. Right. Um, bookmarks, because so many people are e-readers now. Um, bookmarks are not they're they're good for like if you want to sign something mm-hmm. um, but may as well just get the paper back you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah. like with the, the magnets having their book covers that's brilliant because people like I, I'm a, I love collections and if I don't have the full thing I kind of freak out <laughs> so for people on a more limited budget it's so much easier to get the collection of magnets and then buy the ebooks than it is to get all the paperbacks right exactly so that, and yeah, that's for, so for me. That's the purpose of, mm-hmm. of my book swag, and I take that to you know cons or anytime I'm appearances. That yeah. that'll be anytime that somebody wins something from me, some kind of prize, whether I'm giving away a Hulk pop figure or whatever. <laughs> then I always send along. I send along tea. I send along book magnets. I have some postcards from Master of Myth. Um, with John Taylor Williams on, he's my cover model. He's not here this year. I'm super bummed because he's an amazing bartender. <laughs> That's not the only reason he's amazing, but um, he's, he's an a, important. He's also yes. apparently an amazing cover model. Yeah, well, he does. He has his own. Uh, he does podcast stuff too with the um, Libation Liberation. Foundation Frontiers. <laughs> that sounds well, like it's right a, in my house. Yeah, have attention. <laughs> yeah, he knows all the things about about alcohol and beer and yeah, he's amazing. Um, but yeah, so he was my book cover model for Master of Myths. So he's on my postcards and everything too. <laughs> but yeah, I try to find things that are useful and things that are going to be memorable. Um, a lot of people do like pens and stuff, and I'm not so much. I lose pens all the time. Yeah. So, but yeah, the tea tins are great. Adagio's out of the the tea tins right now. I do the the fandom blends, so I actually mm-hmm. make tea blends based on what happens in the book. Mm-hmm. Like with Lex Talionis, it's a chocolate one. If you add French vanilla creamer to it, it tastes like an Oreo, and that is important in the book. <laughs> Mental note: Remember this. <laughs> it is important in the book. That's what I got. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, Shadows on Snow is like forest berries and and things like that because. You know, they spend a lot of time in you know, the cabin and everything, and they're in the forest and all that. Um, you have yeah. Any other questions? No, I think I, I got what I want. I wanted to know about the self-promotion and <laughs> writing strengths and all Again, that. That's my stuff. Trying to keep these shows going to wrap this up. So, where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, they can find links to all of my books, my book cover design site, um, all of my social media things. That is on StarlaHutchton.com. H-U-C-H-T-O-N. All right, thank you very much.
Yeah, Starla's pretty much a superhero. She's awesome. Which is great, because she writes about superheroes. It's kind of like a... Yeah. Yeah, if I keep going like this, this is going to end up in another botched recipe. So how about I stick to business? Check out our current prompts, such as prompt number seven. Write a story featuring a member of the crew as a main character. Just saying. Me. (laughs) And prompt number eight. Aliens have given you a super sense. How do you use it? And sad to say, this will be the last month for prompt number seven, so you had better take advantage of it while you can. Opportunities like this don't come very often. We don't often ask people to mess with us like this. Though they do anyway. Of course, as evidenced by this episode, we mess with ourselves just as much, so it's kind of okay. Voting is still currently open for our cook-off that we have going on, so make sure to check out Facebook and Twitter, Melting Podcast and at Melting Podcast. And also don't forget to take a look at our Patreon if you haven't already. Even if you just want to send it to other people, if you can't currently contribute at the moment, that's fine. We love you very, very, very much. But if you do, there's awesome swag waiting for you, and we can't wait to send it to you. So, check out the prompts, write something, and send us stuff. And we'll use it to feed the masses. Thank you for listening to The Melting Podcast. You can check out our website with submission guidelines and current prompts at themeltingpodcast.com You can also find us on Twitter at Melting Podcast or you can email us themeltingpodcast at gmail.com The Melting Podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial no derivatives license which means you're free to copy it and share it as long as you don't change it, don't sell it and always link back to the website Sound effects are by the Free Sound Project And our theme is by Drew Rich Creek. Send us stuff. stuff.